Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Driven to the Cross as part of Christ Covenant Church here in McAllen. It is a pleasure and a privilege to have you listen to us today, and it is my hope and my prayer that as you're tuning in and listening to this broadcast, that God stirs your heart and your mind. It is my hope and prayer that as you listen to this, that you would have a desire to become involved with a local church. I know that can be difficult right now with the closing, but know that we're here for you. You can check out our website, uh, ChristCovenantMcAllen.org. You can also check us out on Facebook. Look for Christ Covenant McAllen. And you'll find it. Make sure you like our page because at 11 o'clock on every Sunday morning, we have a live streaming. So I don't want you to feel like you are left out of not being able to fellowship or hear the word after this. If you have a computer or a phone, tune in. Now, as we begin, I want to open with prayer because I find it to be important. This is service. This program is dedicated to God. Our most gracious and eternal Father, who art in heaven. I love that name, O God, Father. To know that we have that intimacy to be with you, to draw close to you, to hear from you, to receive from your holy word. Lord, I ask that the words spoken today would move upon the hearts of those who hear, that it would move upon the minds of those who you have prepared to listen to this message today. Father, I ask you would bless our our country, bless our leaders, that you would give them wisdom and discernment, that we would turn to you, that you would heal our land, that you, O God, would move mightily in our midst and forgive us of our trespasses as we have trespassed against many people, Lord. Most of all, we've also trespassed against you as a country. And I ask that you would forgive us, heal our land, Lord, and still in us a burning desire that we would not be able to quench it for you. Give us a zeal and a passion. Lord, even as a deer panteth for the water, may our soul longeth after thee. Please, Father, hear our prayer today. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, dear friends, we celebrated Resurrection Sunday, Jesus' victory over death, the victory of the cross, the victory that gave us eternal life. Now, my friends, there was a scripture I used last week that I'm going to use again this week because there was a phrase in there, a statement that just kept resonating in my heart as I prepared for that message and for this one today. And that is found in the epistle of 1 John. We're going to start in chapter 2, but verse 1 of chapter 2. And I want you to please pay close attention to what it is I read. And then I want you to hear the statement that was ringing in my ears. 1 John chapter 2, starting in verse 1. My little children, 
These things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Praise God. And he is a propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. Now pay close attention to this next verse. Hear it. Listen closely. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Did you catch that? Let me read it to you one more time. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Now, my dear friends, why is that so critical? Once you're saved, you're golden, right? Oh, but it requires obedience. There is something that plagues us today. Apathy. Something that plagues the American people. Panic. Fear. When we get up in the morning... Many of you will grab your phone or your computer or turn on the television, and the first thing that comes across the screen, COVID-19. Well, yeah, that's going on. That's taking place. As is obvious, because everything is shut down, we have restrictions, we have curfews, we have requirements for face masks, we have social distancing. That's a new word, new phrase that'll be all across time. Social distancing. Make sure you stay six feet apart, right? But let me ask you a question. How has your faith been in this time of the quarantine? Have you used this to just become scared? Has your life become more anxious? Have you become more concerned about everything that goes on around you? Well, you know, there is nothing new under the sun. The Bible says that in the book of Ecclesiastes. But, you know, there's a clear example of this because people don't change. Circumstances may change, but people don't change. Let's go back, if you will, to 440 years of captivity. The Hebrews. And when Moses said, let my people go, did the Pharaoh say, okay, yeah, sure, here. Go on, have your thing. Go out and do what you want to do. No. God told Moses that he had to harden Pharaoh's heart. Told him beforehand that he would do so. So that God would be known. 
Well, there are plagues. And because of those plagues, it eventually got to a point where the people of God were cast out of captivity. But I'm not here to give you a recounting of that, that event. What I want you to understand something is this. Understand very clearly that we, just like Pharaoh, have a tendency to focus on the event, the circumstance, and not see God. You see, Pharaoh was looking for answers with his magicians. He wanted to stop the plagues. Stop each plague as it came. Rather than looking to God. Rather than actually repenting. How many of us today can say we've been consumed by events and circumstances? Have you actually turned to God? You see, this is walking as Christ walked. When we acknowledge these things, and even in the trials and tribulations, we have to acknowledge God. Focus upon God. God has ordained government. He has put people in place. And yet we as individuals often fail to do a simple command that we were given. To pray. Pray for our leaders that God has put over us. But now let me go back and read to you part of this section of Scripture again. Listen to this. Starting in verse 5. Actually, you know what? Let's go back to verse 3. And hereby we do know that we know Him, if we keep His commandments. He that saith, I know Him, and keepeth not His commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth His word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in Him. He that saith he abideth in Him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. You see, if we say that we know Christ, if we say that we are followers of Jesus Christ, we must demonstrate this by the keeping of the commandments of God. We must demonstrate this by the love of God. Now, I'm not talking about being a pushover. I'm not talking about just rolling over and doing whatever. I'm talking about demonstrating the pure love of God and helping to meet the needs of those around us. Meet the needs of your neighbor. Check on them. Love them. Witness to them. Love their soul so much that even when you are quarantined to your house, you can say to your neighbor, I'm praying for you. That God would get you through this. That God would deliver you by His Son, Jesus Christ. And then actually, actually be praying for them. One of the, the greatest sins that church 
members do is lie. And, well, what, what do you mean? But, 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 no, listen to me. Most people will say, I'm praying for you. And guess what? They don't do it. They go up to somebody and they hear their problem. They hear the heart cry of the individual, the pain they're going through, and they'll say, I'll pray for you. And I got news for you. Rather than just saying, well, I'll pray for you, stop and do it right there. Pray for them. Encourage them. Give them the grace that God has imparted to you. Walk as Jesus walked. Now, dear friends, I want you to turn with me to the Gospel of St. Luke. Because for us as individuals, to actually understand what this means, we have to understand that we are submitted to the very cross of Christ. The Bible tells us, clear back there in 1 John, where we were just at, that He is the propitiation for our sins. And not just ours only, dear friends, but for that of the whole world. So that means, that means, that we have to be in love with Christ enough, that first and foremost, it's not about our circumstances, It's not about what it is that we have, what we do for ourselves, but is Christ glorified? Now, let me give you an example here. Let me read to you the very words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. This is found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9. And we're going to start at verse 23. Listen. Listen closely. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantage? If he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. Now, dear friends, that's through verse 26. But did you notice the very words of Christ? Understand that the very words of Christ are very important. The the thing is, when we what does he mean by denying ourselves? What does he mean to pick up our cross daily? Well, friend, here is what it means. If we are to pick up our cross daily and follow Him, that means that we recognize that we have accepted a death sentence. You're going to say, what? A death sentence? Well, yes. The cross is a symbol of execution. The cross was an extreme punishment for the vilest of sinners, the vilest criminals, 
those whom Rome decided needed to be publicly executed and humiliated. This is what Christ said. This is what he was referring to. Look at what he says here again. I'm going to read this to you. I want you to get this down into your soul. And he said to them all, Let any man, if any man, will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Those words, dear friends, should cause you to tremble. Deny yourself. In other words, stop following after your own volition. Stop seeking your own betterment. But look for the betterment of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for the kingdom of God. Let it grow. Let it be manifest. Let it be made known that you are a Christian. Let him deny himself. Put aside your own selfish wants. Recognize your needs and separate those from your wants. Oh, that's hard. Because here we have a hard time separating a need from a want. We've had such luxury, such blessing in this country that if we want something, we go and we get it. If we want something, it's available. And so when an inconvenience comes, it's almost unfathomable to the Western mind. What do you mean I have to deny myself? Oh, I have to wait in line? Because for health reasons, they're keeping things closed. For whatever reason is going on, deny yourself. That also means something here. Because further on in that verse, did you catch what it said? Listen to this. Listen. Let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. My dear friends, when we have to go to the store, we often rush because we want to make sure that we get what we want. But have you ever thought about just getting what you need? Being content with what you have. Now, now here's the other thing. If we are to follow Christ, and it says, pick up our cross daily, that means we recognize that we are sinners saved by grace. And we follow the risen Savior. You want to walk as He walked? Pick up your cross and follow Him. You want to walk as He walked? Love your neighbor as yourself. You want to walk as He walked? Stop trying to defend yourself Now, I'm not talking about physical assault. I'm not talking about when someone is trying to murder you or whatever it is. I'm not talking about any of those things. Dear friends, I'm talking about if someone were to speak ill of you, allow God to handle it. Allow God to handle it. 
That's hard for us, isn't it? Because we want to rise up and defend our honor. Well, you have to remember something. It's not you who lives any longer, but Christ who lives within you. And if they're assaulting you, then they're assaulting Christ, who's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Stand up for your faith. Make it known because you are a follower of Christ. Witness. Praise Him. Now look, look at what, what further he says here. And, and here is an example of what it means to deny. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? Now, dear friends, let's talk about that cross. Let's talk about what it means to be willing to die for Christ. That simply means this. He's the lover of your soul. He's the redeemer of your life. If he is first and foremost, will you lose your own identity? Will you lose yourself to Christ? Will you serve him above all things? Will you walk as he walked? Will you present the gospel of Christ in such a way that there is no doubt that you are bought by the blood of the Lamb? Now, dear friends, Christ isn't going to ask you to do anything that he himself would not do. Let me give you an example. In the Gospel of St. John, verse or chapter 19, and we're going to look at two verses here. Two, well, two verses that we want to focus on. But look at what he says, starting in verse 13 and following. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment, in a place that is called the pavement, but in the Hebrew, Gabbatha. And it was the preparation of the Passover and about the sixth hour. And he saith unto the Jews, Behold, your king! But they cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then delivered he him, therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him, and two other with him on either side, one, and Jesus in the midst. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Dear friends, here Jesus had to carry his own tool of execution while being chastised 
while being ridiculed, while being denounced by his own people. He picked up his cross, did not utter a single complaint, but was obedient unto the law and the will of God that he would die for our sins. And not ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. That's what it said in 1 John. When you have a perceived wrong against you, will you be as Christ, willing to pick up your cross, willing to go to a place of execution, and allow God to fight the battle for you? Will you walk even as Christ walked? Or would you say, oh, no. I'm sorry, I can't do that. No, uh-uh. My friends, to follow Christ is something that will cost you your life but you have eternal life with Him. Demonstrate the love of God to those around you. Walk as He walked. Share the love of Christ with your neighbors. Pray, read, witness. If you see that need, meet the need in the name of Christ and don't seek any glory for yourself, my friend. Rather, rather, Give the glory to God because He has enabled you to see the need, given you the ability to meet that need, that He would be glorified. You see, that's grace. I have a thing that I developed for grace. It's simply this. God revealed and Christ exalted. When we demonstrate the love of God, when we demonstrate the grace of Christ, we are revealing God and exalting Christ in all these things. Now, I want to ask you to please take this time and read your Bible. I want to ask you to take time to pray. And, and if you want a more lengthy and detailed message, today at 11 on Facebook, we have our live streaming. Look for Christ Covenant McAllen. You can tune in. Or go to our website. ChristCovenantMcAllen.org. There you'll find a link. You can get our sermons. Find out about us. My friends, I want to ask you and encourage you to pray for us as we pray for you. I want to invite you to, when everything opens up, come check us out. Send us an email and we will get back to you. I promise you that. If you have questions, we'll do our best to answer. But would you take the opportunity to serve God this week. Challenge yourself to walk as He walked. Now, in saying that, you may not know where to start. I'm going to tell you, start on your knees. Open your Bible. Ask God to help you to understand it. I want to tell you that you may not even know how to pray. Well, start talking to Him. Ask Him. 
Offer a prayer of faith. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. If we say that we love Him, we are to keep His commandments. We are to walk even as He walked. So once again, check us out on Facebook, Christ Covenant McAllen, or go to our website, ChristCovenantMcAllen.org, and there you'll find our sermons. You can even give on our app, on our website there. We have an app that allows you to do that if you want to support this ministry. And believe me, in times like this, we need help. We still have to pay for all of our insurances and utilities, just like you. We have to pay for this radio broadcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. Please go check out our website. Check out our Facebook. Send us an email. We would love to get back to you, love to help you in any way that we can. May God bless you, may He encourage you, and may He keep you in His favor.